Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Well, listen to this. People in one Modesto neighborhood are perplexed after hot dogs started showing up in their yards. Yeah, you heard me. Hot dogs. Neighbors along Dimension Street spotted about a dozen of these yesterday. Hot dogs skewered on a plastic fork and strewn across several yards. Modesto police say the person who reported the mysterious Franks had heard they were poisoned, but police could not confirm that fact and no sick pecs were located uh, or reported. Officers also could not find any surveillance video, so they are still looking for suspects to grill. Well, what about all the cops on the ground? What about this deputy? But they stay even away from after, them. They stay away, after, they stay away from Willis him. Willis is brought down to the ground, yes. which is a miracle considering that all of the elevator shafts no. have been dynamited. I followed uh, him all the way through. Uh, the cop is standing there saying, we're going to bill you for all the damage you've caused. There I are mean, always a, grown at things There like are idiotic that. cops in the Dirty Harry movies, too, oh, when no. you laugh at them. Hey, mother Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Well, from the land of the free and the home of the brave, I am the Dr. Rabbi Colonel Dave. To the land of the yet again locked down people because we are in that specific zone in the San Joaquin Valley. I am the right Reverend Rod and Friar Cook and Laird of all about them. You Welcome. guys can't even walk. No, we're not supposed to walk. Right. It's so stupid. I couldn't believe it when I read that. No unnecessary yeah. walking. Yeah. I'm like, that can't possibly be real. That There's no way in hell that it actually says that, I said to myself. And then I went and read and it. And then. And I went. Yeah. Yeah, it is the land of fruits and nuts, I guess. So, apparently, we've elected them in our leadership. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that you know there's a good reason we kept Gitmo around. I think we'd like to send our leaders there, just to dine. <laughs> the problem, you know, just they can go there and dine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the theory here: is that zero J is going to go be in the Biden administration, and be secretary of energy or something i don't know but the problem is that if he leaves the guy that replaces him is even yeah. worse yeah now here we have a weird thing where the lieutenant governor takes over but then within a year we have to have a special election for governor mm-hmm. but he's going i mean he's going to be the run Who's going to vote against him? The the, the the three cities, Seattle, Tacoma, and Olympia, are just going to put this guy back in. I mean, it's the same thing in California where you have the coastal yeah. San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. They're going to do the same thing. So it's like, oh, great. It's, you know, I mean, I, I don't particularly like Jay Inslee. I would never vote for him. In fact, there's a meme going around now that says tool on it. Got his picture and it just says uh-huh. tool. And then below that, it <laughs> says, not even Harbor Freight would sell this tool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just great. But So I uh, I got the results of my A1C test the other day. Oh, did you? 6.0. Ah, that's great, man. That's down from 8.1 90 days ago, you know, when I was panicked about all my, yeah, right, down to 6.0. So that's good. Um, but a big part of that has been walking. Mm-hmm. 
So I walk at least 30 minutes every day. Usually okay. I went to the gym because they have a treadmill and then I would walk anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour on the treadmill because I could read, watch TV, distract myself, right? Yeah. I read several books while I was on the treadmill. It was great. That's what I that's where I discovered iPad books, Apple iBooks. I didn't I've had iPads for years. I didn't know about Apple iBooks. All of a sudden they're sending me ads for 2.99 books, for history books. Oh, there you go. So I'm reading these books on the on the elliptical on the treadmill. It was great. But then the gym's closed because mm-hmm. COVID virus is too smart. Because I have to wear a mask from the car into the door to the treadmill. While I'm on the treadmill, I don't have to wear one. But if I get off that treadmill, I got to wear one. So now the virus, I guess, has figured that out. So we got to close the gyms. Okay. Mall, on the other hand, is still open. So, <clears throat> start walking at the mall because two circuits of the mall is 45 minutes. And yeah, I feel like uh, there, was a, there was an article the other day about old people in the internet and how entertaining yeah. old people are on social media. And this guy starts going off about his grandfather being, you know, old and yeah. saying dumb things on the internet. And, and he's talking about his 60 year old grandfather. 60-year-old <laughs> crap. I went, crap. I got an article about the number one Christmas show, the year you were born. Look at this. Starts in 1964. <laughs> after I was born. <laughs> what, they didn't have Christmas shows before I was born? Anyway, <laughs> I was feeling a little old. So I went to the mall the other day, Rod. Yeah. Before today, which I did something... So that I will not have to go to the mall or the gym anymore, but I'll get to that later, right? Because I got to maintain yeah. this six point. I got to get this down even lower, and I, and I got to lose, I got to lose some weight. So, anyway, I go to the mall Saturday. What is today? Sunday. So Friday. Sunday. To, Friday. I go to the mall to walk, and I get into the mall, and I'm starting my walk, and the mall is jam packed with people. Oh yeah, which I in, hate. in a closed space. But they're all in a line. They're not moving. They're just standing there. Six feet apart or no? No. <laughs> they're all in a line to go to Bath and Body Works, which can only allow four or five people in the store at a time because the virus is smart enough to know if they have seven people in the store and have that. So hundreds of people standing in line stretching down the mall to make sure that they don't put six or more than six people in the store. So they just stack them in the mall. Right. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah. With a makes total sense. Body works that's open as an essential business, just like Spencer's Gifts is an essential business now. And look, I'm of the opinion that all businesses are essential, but yes, this definition government-wise of essential business is starting to confuse me. Uh, I think the, the businesses are in a, in a tough position, right? Because if if they don't follow the guidelines and something happens, they're liable. And so insurance-wise and, and things like that, and they don't want to be shut down. But on the other hand, it's like at some point, someone's got to put a stop to this nonsense. It's insane. 
It is. So I walked around the mall, made my two circuits around the mall, and said, "I'm got out your here. exposure because <laughs> this smart virus might not might not recognize the fact that I'm not in line for for bed and bath or bath and body works and and I don't even know what the hell Bath and Body Works was doing yesterday Friday. I, I guess probably some, some sort of sale or, or special, but, but yeah. I don't know. I couldn't find anything about it, and but it was remarkable to me how many people were willing to stand in this line." Or whatever the heck it is that they're selling. Because, you know, people go into Bath and Body Works, they got to sniff everything there is. They got to test everything there is. Nobody goes to touch everything, right? Right, right. That's my point. They got to touch everything. They got to pick stuff up, put it down. And I'm just reaching the point where it's like, we're still doing everything wrong, which of course we still are. But here, I don't know about California. I know you guys can't walk. God knows, God knows the virus is smart enough to know. Rod's walking. He's outside. Zap. He's walking. Yeah. So here we've got some restaurants that are starting to push back. I mean, basically, yeah. we had one here in Port Orchard, which is about 15 minutes away from here. And they basically said, you know what? <laughs> Screw you, governor. Yeah. And the governor's response was, well, we're going to fine you. And his response to that was, well, we can't pay the fine if we're not open, so. Yeah. And people were lined up for miles to go to this restaurant, which, of course, isn't the problem because the most dangerous place here is in our homes. It is. Well, you're you're keeping people sequestered in your home and quarantined in a closed space. So if one person gets it, the entire family's getting it. Well, the governor said that. I've got him on tape saying. Most dangerous place in Washington is on our couches, on our chairs, at our dining room tables. Yeah. So don't go out. <laughs> What's up, Doc? I'm just, I, I, I've gotten to the point now where it, there, there's a part of me. Look, I, I'll admit it, Rod. I love chaos. I mean, back in yeah. the day, I voted for the recall of great... Brown, what was that guy? Gray Davis. Gray Davis. I voted for yeah. the recall for the sole reason that I love chaos. I also voted for for Gary Coleman to replace him, but I didn't get my way on that one. That, but that would have been interesting. Not as interesting as Mary Carey, but it it still turned out pretty interesting if, in the it big did. scheme of things. But I, I love chaos. I mean, it's just to yeah. me, chaos is what's that old Chinese symbol for chaos means opportunity or something like that and you know to me chaos is chaos means that nobody's nobody's doing anything stupid nobody's yeah you know if congress is gridlocked and in chaos well they're not passing bills that cost me money or invading foreign countries or anything like that so so i do like a little bit of chaos but i've reached this point in my life right now where i'm wondering to myself Am I dreaming? Because there's no way this could be. I mean, I'm starting to have very vivid dreams. I don't know what's going on with my head. I okay. never remember my dreams. Never. I got up this morning, Rod, and apparently I went to a comic show in my dreams. Okay. <laughs> Do you know why Tyrannosaurs can't clap? No. Their arms are too small. No, because they're dead. Oh. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Somebody asked me the other day, "How do you want, how do you want COVID to end?" 
And I said, I want, I want somebody to pull the curtain back on my rack on the submarine and say, hey, Bowman, it's time to get up and go and watch. It's, yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way that this could possibly be real anymore. We are losing our freaking minds. Well, especially the leadership. And it's got to be something more than, than the coronavirus or, or panic. Or, or maybe they're afraid of having something bad happen on their watch. I, I don't know. But it, it's, it is insane. afraid of being blamed. That, that is. You didn't that do is nothing true. to help save me from, from the COVID virus, which is so smart that it knew that I was walking down the streets of California. And yeah. now it couldn't have been Taco Bell where they seal my food in a bag for my safety and then hand me my card back and ask me to yep. enter my number on the, on the pin. All pad. the while holding, you know, having a glove on their hand that they never right. change. Because if they did change it, it would be too expensive. I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I'm getting to the point right now where I, there's a part of me that just, I, I, I know it's happening, but it's like watching a train wreck in slow motion because yeah. there's no freaking way that we're really this stupid. Oh, but Dave, you hate, why do you want people to die? Well, and it's, science is not helping, right? You've got the, you've got these quote unquote, scientists that are affecting policy poorly and and this driving the fear the media isn't helping and then you've got these elected officials that are saying oh yeah well it's the science if you don't believe that you're just like a climate denier right just like the science that once upon a time said that if you believe the earth goes around the sun we're gonna burn you at the stake because you know yeah. the science is settled or man can never fly or what else? You know, can't go to the moon, that's for sure. The moon is cheese. Yeah, people are going to die. I, uh, my yeah. wife, who's a medical professional, by the way, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, my beloved Happy wife. Happy birthday, Cammie. Um, my wife, who is a medical professional and obsessed with things that she cannot find on the internet. Okay. So 90% of our conversations start with, can you look this up? <laughs> and, and my response is always the same. You have the power of the world, the internet, right in your hands. Why can't you? Because I don't know yeah. where to find it. Okay. So I just Google whatever it is she says, and yeah, she wanted right to know how, how the how the flu season was going because she works for the military, and the military had not yet gotten the flu shot until this past week. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, there is no shortage that. of the flu shot, according to the CDC. There's no shortage. So, no, because people aren't necessarily going out and getting it. Well, but everybody was asking, why isn't the military getting the flu shot? Okay. So anyway, they yeah. finally did. She wanted to know how many how the flu se season was going. I, I don't know. How the hell would I know how the flu season's going? Yeah. I mean, I don't really think about it because I got the flu shot. But then again, Rod, I got the flu shot last year. And it ended up getting very, very sick with an upper respiratory infection. Yes. It cannot have been COVID because COVID was not here until March. Even though I had 104 fever and couldn't breathe. Coughing. And coughing yeah. and dry hacking coughing. And I don't remember losing my sense of taste, but it's very possible that I might have. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but it couldn't have been COVID because that wasn't here until March. Anyway, so I looked up how the how the flu season's going. You know how the flu season's going according to the, to the CDC? No, no clue. Pretty well, really? though. Probably. 
it's probably it's probably good. Got the power of the internet right in front of you. Uh, the the well, official uh, report of the C of the how the flu season is going so far is quote, <laughs> we don't know. Because <laughs> everyone's focused on COVID. Yep. Yeah. They they're they're down to influenza like illnesses ILIs. Everything in Glass was classified as an ILI, which would include, well, by the way, COVID. Yeah, I mean, COVID falls into that category. Pure uh, pure flu, pure influenza right now, is below the baseline of 2.8%. That means I don't know, but... Well, so the baseline, 2.8%, is the, isn't that where it spreads, the average spread? For every right, one person, right. 2.8. Whatever it is, infected. it's below the baseline by 2.8, which is surprising to them, but you should be cautious interpreting this data because, quote... COVID-19 is going to infect, is going to infect, it's going to affect these, the interpretation of these numbers. And ILIs are, uh, are flourishing. Damn. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I, you know, this, this last week or so I've, I've discovered, uh, I've got a, a fairly good friend who came down with the uh, coronavirus and it was a really kind of a bad flu and. Now my daughter, uh, my oldest, who works at a hospital, just recently was diagnosed with it, but she said it's just like a kind of a mild flu for her. Okay, here's what I'm, I, I, I finally have someone in my, other than myself who did not have COVID because it could not have been COVID because COVID yeah. was not here until March. Yeah. So even though I had all the symptoms. Because it's a smart virus, Dave. Right, it's a very smart virus. I'm starting to get people that have had it or have it, and you know what drives me nuts? about what? it social media yeah Every, i don't need a 15 minute update about your COVID oh, no. illness, especially <laughs> now that facebook has decided that uh, everybody in the world has adult onset add and so they've designed their new facebook to, to it's make, horrible oh my god is this not bad and of course it's it's right when i'm getting ready to launch a new show so yeah. i need it Oh my God! That is MeWe people. MeWe. Yeah, MeWe is where it's at. <laughs> I mean, parlor or parlay, whatever they call it now. I can't get now. parlor I mean, freaking. I don't know. It's, it's I've I've got it. I don't use it that much. I, I but. have it, but it's like, jeez. But MeWe works really. Well. MeWe is Facebook for intelligent people. Yeah. Facebook it's is just bad. Facebook for people that are that need a distraction, shiny stuff. Because yeah. it it ah, uh, I don't know who designed that. I don't know why they designed it that way. But I, I'm, I'm certain it's because they believe everybody has adult onset ADD. It's the only reason. You know, I think, I, th I think Instagram is probably one of my favorite ones, just because it's so simple. It's, it's a picture. It's a caption. It's not all this crap necessarily. It's not right, as but bad. it's still Facebook. It's still owned by Facebook, yeah. And you know what that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> now that now that they've fixed Facebook, guess what's next? Yep, Instagram. <laughs> Also, Facebook, because I had to set up all these new pages and stuff for the new show. Yep. But Facebook keeps asking me, are you going to connect your WeChat? What chat or WhatsApp? Like, I don't WhatsApp, even know what yeah. the hell that is. It's a chat app that's fairly saying, popular. Right, but it keeps saying your, your page is not completely set up because you have not completed this step yet. So I keep marking it. Ignore this. Skip this step and mark as complete. This is what I really hate about Facebook. Skip the step. Mark is complete. Okay. Click done. A day later, you have not finished your setup for this page. 
because you have not connected WeChat or what chat or what did I WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Jeez Louise. Getting old. So, of course, the real question before I got off on this tangent about, by the way, walking in the mall, but I don't have sure. to do that anymore. I bought an elliptical okay. today. You did? I did. Finally got my elliptical replaced. I had a really nice elliptical. I couldn't take it with me when I came up here because we didn't have room for it. So I ended yeah. up giving it away to you, as I recall. Yes, you did. Yeah. And so we have it. It's, it doesn't get used because my wife can't use it. Yeah, but someday she will. But anyway, we'll I got I got one today. I bought one today. It's already delivered. It's already in the garage, which of course I can't get into because my daughters decided that they needed a pool table. My daughters who do not live here decided that they needed a pool table. And it's in your garage? It's in my garage. Okay. So I think you decide I think this is what you do. You decide you need a horse and then it's gonna be at their house. They don't have houses. That's anyway. My a mini house, a mini so, horse. So the real question before I got all distracted by all this crap is the vaccine is about to be released upon us. Yes. What are you going to do? Are you going to take it or not? Uh, I'm going to wait and see because I need to find out what impact that is with my wife and her compromised immune system. So um, I would think it would be right up her alley, wouldn't it? I mean, it's. Well, there's certain things she can't take a flu shot right now because of the live virus. So she can't have any of that stuff. So I got to be careful as to what I do. I understand that this does not have a live virus in it, as I understand it. Now, I, that may be completely wrong because as it turns out, and I know this will surprise many of you, I'm not an epidemiologist. Nor do I play one on TV. Nor did I stay at a holiday in last night. But I understand from my professional health person whose birthday it is today that it, there's no live virus in this. Okay, well. But I don't know. I, I, I'll probably wait to see what her doctors say as far as you know whether the, the family should get it or not. Um, yeah, right now my son is the most exposed because he works at a grocery store. But Right, which nobody's asking the question, why aren't grocery store workers dropping like flies with COVID? Yep. It's a good question. I know it is. It's a great question. And the answer is obvious to anybody that's paying attention to it, which is that the precautions that we're taking in groceries work. Yeah. So why then do we need all this other crap? Why can't we go for a walk? And, and we Got just it. went through the busiest day of the year is the day before Thanksgiving for grocery stores. Yes, but don't you know that, don't you know that cases up here are exploding because people are staying home? People brought, yeah. people brought they're going to blame it on Thanksgiving, right? right? Yeah, that's what we're going to blame it on. I don't know if I'm going to take it or not. I haven't I haven't made the decision. Uh, normally, and, and this has been one of the hazards of my life the past 15 years, is for some reason in conservative talk radio, the anti-vax position is prevalent. Yeah. And many of your listeners are, in fact, anti-vaxxers. And I am not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'm pretty pro-vaccination. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily have a problem with taking a vaccine for COVID. I, I don't really have a problem with it. Of course, I haven't taken my shingles vet vaccination yet. You know why? Because it hurts like hell from what I'm told. Oh, really? And I don't want to do that. I, You know, I am not an anti-vaxxer. And... and uh, there was a time when when I was younger and I got the flu shot and I was sicker the years I got the flu shot than I was when I didn't get it. 
So I don't know if it's something related to just you know messing with my immune system. And now as I get older, I, 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 have, I have been taking the flu shot. But again, it's like, okay, it's for the what they consider to be the strains that are going to be most prevalent. And it's it's kind of a statistical right. crapshoot, right? Right. And As that's to whether exactly they the prepared the right you, one. Just because just because it's you got a flu shot doesn't mean you won't get the flu. Yeah. Which again, COVID is I mean, these Sean Hannity types, COVID's gonna mutate every fifteen minutes type no, but it is <laughs> going to mutate. And what are we gonna do it every is. year? Try to figure out which strain of COVID nineteen is gonna be out there. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. So I'll, I mean, my wife is probably going to have to get it because again, she works. Yeah. Um, and fortunately she'll probably be one of the first. So if anything goes wrong, of course, all these companies are shielded from liability on this. I can't even make money off this if, if, if it goes wrong. Yeah. Suck. Oh, well, in that case, I might go get it myself because misery loves company, right? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that makes you say, WTF, WTF. Oh, Rod, WTF. They, took, they, they took the monolith, and it turned out <laughs> it wasn't aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a bunch of, I don't even know what to call them. What, what, they have a phrase for themselves, leave no tracers. Yeah. Which is, a, which is kind of a cool thing, but these it, people. It's a cool idea, but. Is it? I, is okay, it? so what happened was, you know, if you missed the show last week, the monolith disappeared. Nobody knew what happened. Yeah. We had a lot of fun, tongue-in-cheek kind of um, contemplation about what might have happened with the, the aliens taking it. Turned out not to be. Turned out to be three guys in a pickup truck who were pissed off because yeah. people were coming to see the the monolith. And this and by the way, there were pictures of people sitting on top of it giving the Yes, up. there were. And, <laughs> which is great. But... It turns out that these people were mad because they don't want people in their pristine wilderness leaving traces of themselves. And not only was the monolith a trace, but yeah. it's all the tracks and the trails. Right. That and, and the line that was particularly of interest to me, I have no idea why, was the people. Because there's no facilities out there. Oh, sh- so. But it's my understanding. Leave- it really wasn't that far from the freeway. Right. It wasn't. But. But apparently people, because there were no facilities, were in fact leaving traces of themselves in in the uh, in the well, desert. What do they think what do they think animals do? They leave traces of themselves all over right, the place. Right, but they're okay because they're animals. They're not humans. See, <laughs> See that's where I, I I'm off the, the rails on this one. I don't I don't really trust uh, or I really like what those guys the, what they've decided to do on their own. Right. See, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of of the position with this whole thing. And, and they gave us this sanctimonious lecture on yeah. social media, of course, about why they did this. They were mad because you weren't, you people that were going out there to see it weren't not leaving a trace. And so they were mad because you were leaving a trace. You weren't, so a deal in, you, you weren't abiding by their, their ideology. Their ideology of what it should be. And, and while I actually kind of agree with their ideology, yeah. pack it in, pack out your trash, I mean... That's even yeah. Star Trek. Um, what I didn't need from them was the sanctimonious lecture about it. If they had just yeah. done it and shut up, I probably would have been okay with it. Yeah. But having to put up with that, and I realized I didn't technically have to put up with it because it's on social media. I could have just ignored it, but 
again, yeah. you know, I wanted to know what happened to the monolith because it was, it was well, weird. But well, and I and I told you that I said this isn't going to be the first one. Yes, you did tell me that. And we've had at least what two or three now more. Uh, let's see, was it Bulgaria, or Romania, Romania, no, California. Was it San Luis Obispo? I think. And then somebody's toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Point being, yeah, that point, was... point of all this being, dude, WTF, just shut up. Don't, yeah. why do you have to tell me all this? Stuff? And, and it was like, well, we're not proud of what we did. Well, then why the hell are you putting it all over social media? Why, yeah. why, why, why are, are you, you giving slur? interviews to, to, to news media about self aggrandizement, right? Right. <laughs> oh, we're such bad people because we had to do, we, we didn't want to do it, but we had to do it because you people are yeah. bad. Well, I guess I guess some artists have come out now and say they were the ones that put it there. Yeah. So I didn't read that article. If yet, we're lucky, the, the virus as well was out there and went. Hey, we're gonna get some people here because <laughs> these people oh, yeah. <laughs> they're outside <laughs> and they're walking. <laughs> well, my my WTF story of this week also deals with some kind of a inanimate object, but uh, it's really in relation to this. Kazakhstani bodybuilder who fell in love. It was a whirlwind romance and ends up uh, marrying a sex doll. That's right. Yeah, proving that love is blind and sometimes kooky, a bodybuilder from Kazakhstan has, try- has tied the knot with his dearly beloved, a sex doll he dated for eight months before proposing a year ago. Oh my gosh. Ah. Uh. Yep. Uh, the unconventional couple got engaged December 2019 when the bald, blue-eyed hunk who describes himself as a sexy maniac popped the question. You know, a sexy it, maniac or a sex maniac? It says sexy maniac. I, I'm okay. Yeah, it's that's that's the what the article says. Um Yeah, When's he said that we get to go. Well, well, hold on, on a second. social media. He said they he met his his bride to be at a nightclub where he rescued her from some unwanted attention. <laughs> he told the Daily Star that the wedding was delayed again after he was attacked during a transgender rally. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Wait, what? This is off the rails, man. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was attending a, a transgender rally in a Kazakh city. What? And he is said he, he suffered a, a con- Is he not really a guy? No, he's a guy. There's a picture. He's a bodybuilder. Is the is yeah. the is the sex doll not really a doll? It, it is a, a doll, but he suffered a concussion and a broken nose after dressing as a woman for the event. He d- he identifies as a pansexual. Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they have not been married yet, so I guess we could, you know, we could petition for some invitations, maybe. Yeah, you know? media pass. You have a media pass, right? I do have a media pass from my uh, church. And... Yeah. Take care so. of all of that, I suppose. Well, there you I go. I mean, it's no dumber than this COVID stuff. So, no. And and in the era of COVID, why not? I mean. You know, um, mental illness health, I think, is going to be the big takeaway. (laughs) 
I'm just, uh, you know, at least you don't have to worry about her getting the disease, right? No, no, she's fine. I bet you she wears a mask, though. She wears what? A mask. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, if you don't wear a mask, you might not get into your own funeral, from what I hear. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's some story out of, where was that, the Bahamas or somewhere? Some Caribbean yeah. country where, where. I think I it was they, Trinidad and Tobago or something yeah, like that. I don't they, know. They, I don't know. These funeral I'll, people I'll, do weird stuff. And so I guess they, yeah. the guy died and they put him in a chair sitting up. Yeah. And then tried to take him to his own funeral. And the people who were at the funeral refused to allow, allow him in because he wasn't wearing a mask. They thought <laughs> and, he was alive. Yeah. Not realizing that this is the guest of honor. He missed his own funeral. Sitting in a chair. Yep. He wasn't wearing a mask. And, you know. Don't wear a mask. Well, it's uh, it's a pretty smart virus, people. So you it's could die. Gonna get you. <laughs> it's Rodbo's beer of the week. This week's beer is brought to us by Left Coast Brewing Company, which is a family-owned and operated uh, operation outside of San Clemente, California. And it is the Voodoo American Stout. And it is, it was a nice hearty beer. It's 8% alcohol. Uh, it was very good. Very good tasting. It's what you'd expect from uh, an American Stout. So Voodoo, Voodoo Stout. Did it bring you I back will, to life? It, it, did it bring me back to life? If you, yeah. if you had your sex doll drink that. That was one, that was actually one of the few beers I had when I cut my thumb. <laughs> okay, Carl. So, <laughs> yeah has anybody else seen yeah. these commercials yet for AmeriFinance or whatever some new company i'd never heard of refinance yeah. company they're running commercials about this guy named carl who yep. had a tragic thumb accident and i keep sending him to he keeps sending me the video it's like great thanks dave my thumb is a lot better though see uh yeah oh, that looks terrible that looks black man it, it's just it's the little tape that they put on there oh. And it's so it's like the scab underneath it. So they said it'll oh, eventually fall off. God, that's uh, that's a little scary, but okay. That's a little weird. So I got into an argument this week. It's the same argument we always get into this time of year. And that argument Boxes is very simple. No, that's <laughs> really that argument was settled a long time ago. Didn't you know that? Well, no, I mean, boxer briefs, boxer briefs. Yes. Okay. I don't know who invented these things, but they should have gotten a Nobel Prize. Really? Up there they with Velcro? They have all the freedom of the boxer with the support of briefs, and they are, I don't know why anybody would wear anything else. I really don't. Okay. If you're still wearing the tidy whities man, or you're still trying to deal with the, the, the associated problems with just pure boxers, I'm telling mm -hmm. you, look at the boxer briefs. You will be amazed. You will never go back. I'm telling you, you will never go back. But that's not the argument I got into. No, I'm sorry about this, that. I this, side this time of year, the, it's never Christmas, folks. It is never Christmas until I see Hans Gruber fall off the Nakatomi Plaza Tower. Oh, yes. Never Christmas until. Is, so there was a meme this week, the, the white cat smudged the cat and the yelling woman. Yeah. I heard it's not a Christmas movie. And his response is, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> so this is an eternal argument. Yeah. But I think 
Now, I'm, I'm firmly in the position that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie. Yeah. But if you had asked me until this week to prove it, I don't know that I could have proven it. And I could have if I'd have stopped to think about it, but, but I hadn't really yeah. stopped to think about it. But now, because I have so much copious free time, I, uh, I sat around and thought, oh, to myself, how can I prove that Die Hard is, in fact, a Christmas movie? Yeah. Lethal Weapon is not a Christmas movie. No. It takes place at Christmas, but it is not, in fact, a Christmas movie. Uh, we watched Holiday Inn last night, which was pretty remarkable because we actually saw the original version of Holiday Inn, which I don't know if you've ever seen or not, uh, Fred Astaire no. and Bing Crosby. I haven't seen it. If you do see it, don't watch it on television, because in television they will cut it up because there are politically correct offensive things in it. Oh, my gosh. Like Bing Crosby in blackface singing about okay. Abraham Lincoln and how he freed the slaves. And and there's a character, a black female character named Mamie because, <laughs> you know, there would be. Uh, that's the rate, trope. But it's called Holiday Inn, but is it a Christmas movie? I mean, people watch it at Christmas time. Yeah. But it is, in fact, not a Christmas movie. It is about an inn that is open only on holidays, of which conveniently there are 15 of, according to their calendar in that day and era, which means that basically they're open all the time. Hmm. <sighs> At any rate, not a Christmas movie. And do you, know what the, do you know what the key element in determining what a Christmas movie is? And you should know because you, uh, you are the Hallmark Christmas expert many of which I didn't know this until this week either. Over the last 12 years, Lacey Schabert, Schabert yes. has made 10 of these Hallmark Christmas movies. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the love story. Is it the love story that makes it the Christmas movie? I would say you were wrong. I, the love story over Christmas. But even that doesn't necessarily make it a Christmas movie. Okay. There is a singular factor that must come into play to make it a Christmas movie. And Die Hard has this singular factor. You know what that factor is? It's so no, obvious you're going to go, damn, Dave, I should have seen that. <laughs> okay, hit me. Christmas must be integral to the story. Okay, yeah, there. That, that makes in sense. Lethal Weapon, if Lethal Weapon happened in July, it would be the same story. It would be. If if Die Hard happened in July, it would not be the same story. True. Christmas must be integral to the story. So in Die Hard, you have these Hans Gruber, these East East German lunatics that yeah. need the holiday to be lower security, but enough people at a party, which you wouldn't have yeah. for Memorial Day or Labor no, Day. No, you wouldn't. You need a party. Not even, not even the 4th of July. People would be right. in their backyards. They wouldn't be at the office. But you need the party so that you have enough people to get hostages. And yeah. for all of this, John McClane is not going to come visit his, his wife and children for Memorial Day. No. He's going to come out for Christmas. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun, too. <laughs> Do you see why this proves definitively beyond any shadow sure. of a doubt? Die Hard absolutely is a Christmas movie. And it's a love story. And it's a love story. 
and it's an action movie and yeah. it holds up because really yeah. it's not christmas until hans gruber falls off the nakatomi plaza tower just yeah. isn't yippee yeah. <laughs> it is time once more for Dave's historical rabbit hole of the week. Brought to you by Bumble Nugget, Colorado, on scenic US 160 on the banks of the San Juan River, home of Dave's Dead Horse Farm. Open weekdays and Sundays after church. I have no idea why I'm so fascinated by the Roman Catholic Church. I it's, I'm it's not Catholic. No, I, I don't subscribe to Roman Catholic theology. I never have, even before I converted to Judaism. Um, but there's just something fascinating about it. One of my favorite TV shows of the past probably 10 years was Jeremy Irons in The Borgias. Okay. Which was, I, again, how much of it is real? How much of it is fantasy? I don't know. How much was just soap opera? I don't know. But, man, was it a great show. And I love his acting. And it was, yeah. it was all about how uh, Alexander became Pope Ricardo Borgia, because you know, you've heard of the Borgia families. I mean, these are the people that mm-hmm. Machiavelli wrote about in The Prince. I mean, these are these are these are bad people. These sure. are people who psychopaths. Okay, Lucretia Borgia, one of the most evil women in all of history, right? Kessare, we've talked about Kessare Borgia and the fact that he is the model for the medieval medieval paintings of Jesus. Oh, yeah. He's the guy they went, oh, it must have looked like him because he's really handsome. And we don't <laughs> want him to kill us. So We don't want him to kill us. Somehow or another, I got onto Pope Innocent VIII, which is funny okay. to me to, be- to begin with. Innocent VIII is this whole, you know, taking the previous name and stuff yeah. just just it, it intrigues me and i realize there's probably a reason for it that i'm not privy to but somehow innocent the eighth just um that one kind of caught my attention i don't know he was uh his real name by the way was giovanni battista kibo or cibo i'm not sure c-i-b-o i'm not sure how you would pronounce that in italian Cibo. he was born in 1432 in genoa Died in 1492 in Rome. Now, 1492 should be a, a, you know, that should be something that should set off bells in your heads, right? What what else happened in 1492? Anyone? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He did. And and brought uh, genocide to the new world. Genocide. Stop celebrating with turkeys and mashed potatoes. Anyway, he was... um, he was made a cardinal by Pope Paul II. Or, no, I'm sorry. Named bishop by Pope Paul II. Not John Paul II. That would have been too early. Sure. And then made a cardinal by Pope Sixtus IV, who, um, I don't know, didn't have time to go down that rabbit hole. But he was eventually elected as pope by Cardinal Giolano della Rovere, uh, later Pope Julius II, whose tool innocent remained that's the sentence that got me because i was thinking Whoa. jay Inslee. anybody that's oh, yeah. a tool anyway he was a he was a tool of this cardinal who would later become pope um <laughs> but this is the guy who issued a bull a papal bull in 1484 in which he acknowledged a belief in witchcraft 
You understand that prior to this papal bull, witchcraft was officially seen as fake news. It was officially seen as it just a exist. mythology, just a just a, a a weird belief of some people that you know it's not true because if if witchcraft was true, then that would mean there were some parts that God didn't have control over, and that can't be. Oh, so yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. So they just sort of ignored it. But in 1484, for some reason, this guy Innocent VIII acknowledged a belief in witch, witchcraft, condemned it, and then just to top it all off sent out inquisitors to Germany of all places to to try witches. <laughs> and he is the okay. guy that actually began to uh to try witches. He wanted to have a crusade. Okay. So in 1489 he uh he tried to have a crusade against the Turks, but nobody nobody listened to it. Everybody just kind of went why? You know, yeah, what's we've, we've done this already. It didn't work. Yeah. So somehow or another he ended up with uh, one of the sultan's kids in his possession in Rome. I'm, I'm not really clear on how, but this kid wanted to be the new sultan in Turkey and okay. claimed that he was. So this pope, who, of course, was, uh, you know, anti-witchcraft and oh yeah, Christ's vicar on earth. Oh, yeah. Being, uh, being uh, the best guy he could, swings a deal with the guy that's the pretend sultan. <laughs> and, and... Or the Sultan that's there, and gets uh, gets paid off by that guy to keep the kid in his dungeons <laughs> in, the, in Rome. And for that, he was given an annual payment, and the Turks returned the gift of the quote holy lance, the spear which was thrust into Christ's body at the crucifixion. Okay. Or at least a spear that they told them was the one that. Yeah, you. Because how would the they didn't have know? radiocarbon dating at that time, so they didn't know. Well, how would the Turks know anyway? I mean, yeah, just get a spear, hey, leave it out in the hey rain you. for a while. <laughs> get, yeah, let uh, it rest. Uh, Innocence maneuvers, and I love the word maneuver because it's spelled in the, the British way. Maneuver. maneuver. Oh yeah. I have a maneuver. Uh, his maneuvers in Italian politics were equally unscrupulous. He deposed King Ferdinand of Naples for failure to pay debts of tribute. And he conducted wars with several Italian states, especially Naples, depleted the papal treasury, which he replenished by creating and selling new posts. Oh, how'd you like to be a cardinal? How'd you like to be <laughs> bishop? How'd you like? Anyway, generally regarded as unworthy and of low private morals. The worldly innocent reduced the papal states to insolvency and anarchy. There you go. You're, huh? you're, I, again, I don't know how I get started on these things. It's usually some weird thing. In this particular case, it was witchcraft. The fact yeah. that they, they finally decided that witchcraft was a bad thing. And yeah, down the rabbit hole I went and fascinated by, I am fascinated by Roman church history. I have no idea why. It but is interesting. Speaking of church history, I did go to a binge this week. Did you? I didn't. We've kind of done away with the binge segment because we have. Really, it's like the Tiger King and the yeah. the, the cakes and everything. COVID has run these so many things, but 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 I did go to a binge this week because again, it's just one of those rabbit holes that caught my attention. Um, do you remember the so, show The King of Queens? I Evan do. James and Leah Remini. Okay. Leah Remini was a guest, a regular guest on a radio show I used to listen to back in the 
90s. Okay. Uh, the Don and Mike show. Now, for those of you who have never heard Don Geronimo and Mike O'Mara, it was basically in that era, it was the man show on radio, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. Yeah. Now, yes, they pushed the boundaries of FCC licensing and, and, <laughs> and the likes of that, but and it probably was not an appropriate show for a pastor to be listening to, but I found it just entertaining as all get Sure. And, you know, that show was one of my favorites. When Leah Remini was a regular guest on that show back in those days, and that's how I got to... You know, I I didn't I hadn't watched King of Queens, sure. Um, but in the King of Queens, if you watch the reruns, on their refrigerator in their kitchen is actually a picture of Don and Mike. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So yeah. Anyway, so apparently she was a scientist, Scientologist. Sorry, not a scientist, a yeah. Scientologist. <laughs> Big difference. There is. And got disillusioned with it and left the church in 2013. Mm-hmm. And started doing this program called Scientology in the Aftermath. And they just finished the final season. And so I was watching. And it was absolutely fascinating to me. Because the whole thing is about how Scientology is a cult and how it gets people Mm -hmm. in and how it keeps people in and blah, blah, blah. And for those of us that have experiences in religions other than Scientology, who are adamant about, well, we're not a cult. Yeah. There's a whole lot of things happening in Scientology. That's very similar. That, man, I, uh, I had to sit down with my beloved wife and say, wait a minute, let's talk about some of the experiences we had in our faith tradition and go, does this make us a cult or not? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot there. I, and I think Scientology is, is certifiably wackadoodle. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole idea of becoming a clear is is bizarre to me. But and there's no science behind any of it. Of course, there's no science behind any of Christianity either. So, or yeah. Judaism for that matter. So, but there's a there's a thing in this broad that that has me beating my brains against the wall. One of her complaints about Scientology is that it should lose its nonprofit status. Okay, and they all they start each show with these list of rules that the nonprofit churches have to follow, mm-hmm. and rule number three or D or whatever it is is they cannot do the the church the nonprofit cannot do things that are in contradiction to fundamental public policy. Okay, what is fundamental public policy? Hmm, that seems like an, a subjective term. It's a very subjective term, and it's a term that, you know, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a person that thinks, but how hard would it be? Okay, let's say the Scientologists who are accused of being sexually predators and, you know, mistreatment of kids, misuse of funds, uh, which are in violation of fundamental public policy. But what happens when fundamental public policy becomes whatever that means today? What happens when tomorrow fundamental public policy becomes things that are antithesis? What? Like hate speech. Hate speech. The antithesis of Christian belief, gay marriage, gay adoption, those kinds of things. What happens when those things become fundamental public policy and all these churches are now suddenly 
in violation of fundamental public policy. Yeah, well, tax them. Which I'm not against either. I mean, that's frankly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've long believed that churches should not be tax exempt. And I think that causes a lot yeah. more problems. But once you start, this is the concern I have is that there's so many little things like that sprinkled through the laws of our country that we don't know about. I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. you never think about fundamental public policy. The no. church cannot violate fundamental public policy. Well, what does no. that mean? Because it's it's intentionally left vague. Yeah. So that who knows where it goes. Anyway, that was my binge for this week. <laughs> Just thought it was, uh, it, it's so fascinating to me. I literally sat here and watched the entire thing in a day and a half. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Couldn't turn it off. I might have to try that. We'll see. It's um, it's intriguing. That was on Netflix. Yes, it is on Netflix, and okay. I don't know if the other seasons are or not. This is season three, the final season. Um, but and and I never, I didn't watch the other two seasons, so now I'm thinking maybe I should go back and watch those. But but at the same time, I'm kind of yeah, you know, yeah. take it or leave it. Whoops. Are you ready for the listener? I'm ready. City of the Week. Oh, I forgot to push the other one. Sorry. The listener city of the week. Thank you, Alex. Sorry. It's, <laughs> uh, some days. So you may not be surprised, Rod, that 50% of our listenership comes from the state of California. I'm not surprised. Not by surprised that. by that at all, given that Rod is in California and I'm a former Californian. In fact, most of you listening started listening to me when I was on the radio in California. Bizarre. Yep. Which I no longer am. And Anyway, that's a long story. Uh, 50% of our listenership comes from the state of California. And of that 50%, half the listenership, a good 3% comes from this listener city of the week, which okay. seemed to make logical choice to me this week because, again... <laughs> Its mayor has decided that you cannot walk on its streets anymore because of the COVID. Because That's so ridiculous. And it's also the home of much of Scientology in its <laughs> areas. And indeed, it is the home of the, the Garden of Allah Hotel, which no longer exists, which is where the movie stars used to go and have all their uh, fun in private. Los Angeles, California. Ooh. City of Angels. Or innocence i guess innocent yeah. the eights and naivete moral, moral positions and all those kinds of things so anyway congratulations to the city of los angeles california if you are in los angeles and would like to do a better job of painting your city in a better light than i will do uh, you can drop us a line at dnr at the dave bowman show.com and tell us all about how you think los angeles is just great please do i've been there yeah. It's never. My daughter used to live there, so we used to visit more frequently than we will now. But I mean, I love the Dodgers and all, but beyond that, I can't really imagine. There's there's some great microbreweries down there, though. So, L.A. is one of those places that, man. When I was a kid, I always said I could live in Los Angeles. I'd love to live in Los Angeles. Now, I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with Los Angeles. I, I I almost wish the Dodgers would move somewhere else yeah 
But no, and in this area, you can be a fan of a team without liking where they're from because everything's corporate now anyway, so. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to live in Denver either, but still a Bronco fan. I'm sorry. I don't want to go to Seattle. I don't even, I don't even like to set foot in Seattle, but I'm still a Mariners no. guy. <laughs> it's so weird to me, man, because when I was stationed here 35 years ago, that was the thing. Let's go to Seattle. Let's get on the ferry and go yeah. to Seattle. Now it's like, yeah, why would I want to spend 60 bucks for a ferry ride and go to Seattle where it's, it's San, Seattle's like San Francisco with heavier traffic. I mean, it really yeah. is. It would take you how long to get there? Minimum it'll take an hour and a half. And that's if you left, got straight on the ferry, you know, from from leaving here. Minimum is an hour and a half. If you drive around, it's closer to two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no interest well, in going anymore. Well, I'm an ace fan, but I am not gonna go to Oakland, I can tell you that. Why not, Ron? That's <laughs> ten out like a sore thumb. Uh so to speak. And on that note, I am the Dr. Rabbi Colonel Dave, and I have and both I have, thumbs intact. <laughs> I'm the the right Reverend Rod, Friar Cook, and Laird of Oakdale, and I have one and a half thumbs intact. Did you literally just say Friar Cook? I did, didn't I? Friar Cook? Oh, for some reason I thought I was a Friar as in frying stuff. Oh, no. I don't know why. And this has been... Do Not Resuscitate. <laughs>